Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher back with you again this morning. First thing we always do is a weather report. What a beautiful day it is in Florida. Been a little bit hot, but nothing compared to the southwest. I think it was 110 degrees or something in Phoenix. Wicked, wicked hot. Anyway, I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for their loyal support, and uh, especially our driver and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, Mr. Daniel Dye. He is out in Kansas Speedway this weekend. I could not join him because we're heading out to Las Vegas for the RE Plus conference uh this next week but anyway he's doing really good and uh hats off to everyone and thanks for the support for the race to stop suicide got a very special guest with us today he is actually down in mexico so the if it sounds a little little ragged on the phone it's just because of the phone lines that's how it goes it's mr von boltwood who is a marketing manager with solar heart von welcome to the show hi um thank you for having me you know, it sounds pretty darn good, Vaughn. It's it's coming in great. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, no, I'm down. I'm down here for the uh, Intersolar Mexico uh, conference and exhibition. Okay, what's going on down there? How's it? How's the, the conference going? Yes, it's uh, moving well. Uh, there's uh, uh, great interest in um, uh, the renewable energy sector, uh, and there's um, quite quite a number of uh, exhibitors. Uh, mainly from overseas, and uh, I think, uh, from what I gather from the local exhibitors, the numbers are not as good as last year. Last year was uh, much, uh, much stronger attendance. Um, this year, it's been down, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's on from about midday through to seven p.m. So it's, uh, it's a long day at a show. Wow, how's the weather down there? Is it hot? Yes, it's uh, humid, but it uh, rains in the afternoon. So, uh, uh, massive traffic and, uh, uh, you know, trying to get home after the uh, show, it's, uh, it's quite a challenge. Well, have you had a chance to try any of the cerveza down there? Pardon? Uh, what was that, sorry? It's beer. <laughs> I don't think it's free. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, it's uh, quite a variety. Well, I was going to have you bring me a bottle if you had a spare one. But anyway, hey, uh, so, so Vaughn, you know, you, you are, uh, you know, uh, working with a company that's been around for decades. I can remember back in the 1980s, and there's so much talk, as everyone knows, about solar power and stuff. And something that's really been overlooked is solar thermal. Uh, the company that you represent, Solar Heart, tell us a little bit about the, the the background. Okay, so um, Solar goes back to uh, the, the original business started in 1901. Uh, it was common in um, Monroe's, and um, uh, in 1953, uh, the uh, Solar business started. Uh, that was the day the year that the first uh, manufactured. Uh, uh, thermosite and solar water heater, and um, since then we've evolved, and we are now uh, 70 years into manufacturing uh, uh, solar water heating, both domestic and commercial, and um, we've uh, now expanded in Australia into the PV business, based on um, uh, the goodwill of uh, the solar uh, brand name. So, are you from Australia? Uh, over that, yes. Uh, over that time. Um, we manufactured a variety of uh, solar water heaters and um, uh, different models, direct, indirect, uh, you know, for freeze and bad water areas. Uh, you know, when you come up against challenging chemistry, water chemistry, uh, the indirect system proves to be uh, less product, uh, especially for 
the U.S. Um, we're moving a lot of product into California, uh, Arizona, uh, where water uh, chemistries can be a challenge. Um, Solar has expanded its um, uh, export business through to over 70 countries. We were uh, the first to achieve the uh, prestigious uh, solar key mark in Europe, uh, going back a number of years now, as uh, primary certification, which is recognized uh, throughout all the European countries. Uh, we do have uh, the US uh, certification, uh, OG100 for our solar collectors and OG300 for our uh, thermocycling systems. You know, for for those uh, listening in today that aren't really familiar with the, with the technology, when you're when you're talking about heating water, uh, there's several different ways to do it, right? You could heat it electrically, you could heat it with gas. Uh, all of these other items require a source of fuel, and the solar the source of fuel is actually 93 million miles away, and it's the sun, right? It's just it's like it's just like painting a big black forty four gallon drum black, uh, putting it out in the sun and heat some water inside. A very simple technology, uh, very simple uh, uh, mechanical uh, design, and uh, it's progressed over the years. We've got new uh, absorber materials to improve the efficiency of the absorber, and uh, you have uh, two different types of uh, bottles. You have the direct system, which is commonly used in Florida. And then you have the indirect system, which uses a heat transfer medium uh, through a heat exchanger to heat uh, the water. So uh, uh, you extend the life of the system because you don't have uh, sort of fouling of uh, the uh, collectorizers. And that's the key factor um, in longevity. We have uh, products that have been working in the harshest of temperatures in San Diego that are being serviced uh, regularly every five to ten years, and uh, they've lasted uh, over 40 years, uh, which is phenomenal for any type of product. You won't find too many cars on the road that are 40 years old, yet uh, the solar art system has uh, been able to sustain its uh, uh, life uh, just through good engineering. Yeah, and you know, it's a great-looking system, too, uh, Vaughn, it's a, it's a cool-looking system. So describe to our listeners, if you would, the thermal siphon and how this whole works. To, uh, explain how that works. Well, it's, uh, it's all about convection. Um, hot water rises like hot air. Um, cold water comes through uh, from the main uh, supply, goes into a, uh, a storage collector. Uh, which is your, your um, uh, storage tanks, and then, which, which when we're talking about Florida, you have the cold water at main pressure, goes into the tank because it's cool, it's more dense, it uh, finds its way through down to the bottom of the collectors. Now they are joined together by two pipes, so, uh, um, and these pipes are transferring the fluid from the tank through to the collector. As soon as the uh, cooler fluid reaches the bottom of the collector, it then is heated and uh, the fluid rises to the top part of the collector, and that's through convection. Then the heat is then moved to the highest point of the collector and into the tank, and this process uh, occurs as cold water comes in, hot water is released. Um, comes in and this recirculation process occurs and that's the thermosiphon principle, recirculating of uh, the heated water. And now with the heat exchanger, 
you get the same process, but with uh, treated static fluid. The fluid remains in the collectors and in the heat exchanger, and uh, as energy is drawn off from the heat exchanger, the treated static fluid remains more dense, or becomes more dense, flows back down to the bottom of the collector, and then rises again. So a good part about this product is that um, it relies on mains water pressure. There's no electrical pumps, no differential controllers, nothing to measure or, or, or run the system. So if, for example, um, you take uh, many occasions, especially through the Pacific, when hurricanes and typhoons and, uh, and cyclones have hit the islands there, there's uh, no power. However, major water pressure remains, and everybody in the street has a, uh, a solar thermocycle system that is continue having hot water throughout the days and nights um, while there's no power available. The good part about it is that uh, we do have an electrical booster as well. So that's the supplementary heating if required. Okay, so the tank itself does have, it could potentially have electric backup if you wanted it to then. That's correct. Um, The element is located halfway up the tank, so you don't uh, use uh, a lot of power to heat the whole tank. You just use the power to heat the top half of the tank. It's supplementary. It's not, you know, if, the, if this, uh, say, for example, you have an 80-gallon uh, thermosiphon solar system, you put it in a house, uh, that would be suitable for between four and six people, depending on where you're located. And uh, if sized correctly, you shouldn't need to use the booster. In Australia, I only turn the booster on in uh, winter and because the uh, ambient water temperature is much lower and uh, you need more energy to heat the water so your uh, ambient temperatures are not as hot because it's all about physics. You know, a certain amount of energy is requi- uh, required to heat water from uh, the cold temperature, say, um, 70 degrees up to 140 degrees. And you can only put so much energy in to heat the water. So... Uh, the boosters there as a supplementary heat source. Boy, that is really interesting. And these these units are typically mounted on the roof, but they can be ground mounted as well, can't they? Solar water heaters, you have active and passive systems. Uh, the thermocycling system, which we actively promote in the U.S., is a thermocycling system. Uh, the active systems, um, uh, we, we provide solar collectors. So we have um, four sailors in California that are able to provide uh, uh, collectors which, with OG100 for active systems. So people can go and source a tank, uh, differential controllers, circulating pump, but all those electrical components of course draw power. Even though it might be a small amount of power, it's still drawing power to run the system. So if there's no power around, uh, your controller and pumps won't work. And um, you have the collectors on the roof tank on the ground, so you need to have that uh, circulation pump working uh, during the day when there is heat uh, to, to scrub the heat off the collectors and store it in the tank. Talk a little bit about the efficiency difference between a solar water heating collector and, say, a solar electric collector. Well, this is a, this is a very interesting part of our business. Um, the word solar, everybody uh, in the U.S. just um, thinks of solar power, whatever's coming from the sun. But you, you, you have solar thermal, which is... Um, a uh, very interesting heat heating process. You've got your solar collector, which is directly heated by the sun. With PD, I think you'll find that one of the most efficient PD modules out in the marketplace 
you'd be getting around 23% efficiency. With the solar thermal collectors, you'd be getting over 70% efficiency. So if you look at a day, a typical day, um, the energy output of a 80-gallon thermosiphon solar water heater, uh, for approximately 26 square feet, energy output is phenomenal. Uh, you get um, close on, uh, let's say, five, about 10 kilowatt hours of energy output uh, per day from a 80 gallon thermal siphon in the summer heart system. Um, if you're looking at a PD uh, energy output of the same uh, size, you'd be taking up more than the roof space of a whole house. Uh, single story house. So, uh, our strategy in Australia and uh, one we're promoting throughout Asia is uh, to have a combination to run your hot water, which normally accounts for about 30% of your energy use in the house is to heat water. Uh, allow for a uh, 80 gallon thermocyte and solar wood heater and uh, say a 7 uh, kilowatt PV package, which is uh, which is about the right size to cover the house and to provide the energy during the day. So there's many people out there that can't dif- are unable to differentiate between uh, solar PV and solar thermal. And, and uh, so, solar thermal and mechanical side is very simple, very easy, and it's uh, very efficient for if you can look at Yeah, very, very well said. I think that most people aren't aware of a number that you referenced, which is about 50% of your electric bill being for hot water. It might be 40%, might be 55%, whatever like that. But that's a great portion of your electric bill. If you could offset that with solar thermal, that's a pretty huge deal. And then you can, if you wanted to, add a little solar electric. That sounds like a perfect combination. No, I think, I think it's, it's, it's the right way to go, especially with developers. Um, you know, they, they, they need to uh, look and consider what the infrastructure costs will be, what, what sort of uh, transformers they need to, to put in place for property developments. Now, if you put a sort of, uh, a thermocyte and solar water heater on, on, on the roof and then uh, put a 5 or 7 kilowatt PV package on the house, uh, you're going to have a fantastic combination. You're going to take care of the hot water slide and you're going to have uh, the PV for power only. There's no, there's no point in producing uh, solar collectors on the roof to produce power to heat water. It doesn't make sense. It just means that you need more collectors, more energy input to heat water. So it doesn't make sense. You need to have an independent solar hot water system to generate the hot water for your house. Boy, that that sounds like a perfect, perfect way I'd do it, and folks. We're, it's a no-brainer. No I love those two words, no-brainer. Folks, we're gonna have to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. See this? It's a generator for your home. Never needs gas, no moving parts, and it's quiet as a church mouse. Hurricane or power outage headed away? No worries now. It's a solar generator for your home that works day and night and pays for itself through energy savings and tax credit. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. We're your Tesla-certified Powerwall installer, and the future is here. Give us a call today for all the details. 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. I'm with my friend Von Bolter with uh, 
solar heart. He is giving us a uh, tutorial on the, the benefits of solar thermal, which we have been a fan of for the last 48 years. We've been installing solar thermal both for pool heating and for water heating. So, man, I, I'm not going to change. I love that technology. You know, Vaughn, before the break, you, you made a very important part uh, point here. We've got so many developments coming in all over our country and I'm sure abroad, but you know, just the thought of not having to have these huge transformers by incorporating solar, thermal, and solar electric. Man, you had a great point. If if, if you didn't have to build out the infrastructure, what a huge deal that is. You know, look, in many countries around the world, they, they have the limitations. So you find that a developer might have 100 acres to develop, but he's only given a limited amount of power. So if he wanted to put 100 homes in, he could be limited because he doesn't have enough power to provide to each of those homes. So um, by putting a solar water heater on there, you're displacing, first of all, especially if there is a power, a coal power station, you're displacing, say, four and a half tons of CO2 emissions per year with a solar thermocycling system. That's a significant uh, factor when it comes to not only renewables, but also the environment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me ask a little question, uh, diving into the commercial aspect of it. You know, we've got a lot of commercial buildings, hospitals, motels, hotels, and stuff like that. How do you see Soulheart playing a part for that? I believe that um, there is a big part. Even though there will be restrictions on space, uh, a commercial solar system is an ideal way to keep water. First of all, it lasts a long time. We've got commercial solar systems that have been out, uh, operating for close on 30 years. Um, there's not a lot of working parts. Uh, there is the challenge of space. However, we've got around that. So we can um, design a system for greenfield projects so architects and mechanical engineers can incorporate uh, a commercial solar system uh, and uh, feed um, existing boilers or new projects. You can have a combination of uh, uh, commercial solar with a, uh, a booster. So your primary heat source is the solar, and then your booster would be either a uh, electric booster, gas booster, or a heat pump. Um, it's better to generate the heat naturally and then boost it with the artificial heat uh, or supplementary heat. Yeah. Uh, we have um, we, we, we have uh, several uh, large uh, uh, commercial solar projects um, we've done around the world. Uh, probably, in the, I'd say, the second largest global uh, hot water solution that we've done is providing um, hot water for 20,000 people at one facility using commercial solar with an electric uh, backup. Wow. And that's uh, saved the clients 9.7 megawatts of energy per year. That is amazing. So you can imagine um, in a commercial application, uh, the payback on that uh, was around three years. Oh, my goodness. Now, if you put a 9.7 megawatt uh, PV system out in the marketplace, uh, you, you can imagine how long the payback period would be for that and the capital uh, cost. Whereas um, with solar thermal, it's uh, more cost-effective, even without subsidies. And uh, many countries around the world don't have subsidies. Uh, and they've seen commercial solar as an ideal um, way to uh, heat water. 
Uh, you know, it's, 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 if I, uh, I don't have my calculator with me at the moment, but uh, if I can just tell you, we needed to generate 600,000 litres of hot water per day at uh, 140 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Uh, you know, that's, that's a phenomenal amount of water each day. Uh, for these workers to really, the workers camp was working 24 hours. She so had several shifts coming through, so people had to have plenty of hot water. And uh, when you look at the infrastructure uh, savings on a project like that, it is phenomenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you have to really compare it to is is the the price that it costs to actually heat the water without using solar. So you've got to have a, a source of heat, whether it be natural gas or oil, then you have to take that substance, you have to light it on fire to run a turbine to be able to generate the industry, and then you've got the line losses to get it where it's going. This does away with all that. This just does it right on the site. That's ingenious. Yeah, look, uh, I'll give you another example, and it's still operational. We, we work we're working on uh, mine houses, big, big mines in Africa. Uh, one in particular was uh, the Beers, a uh, big, large diamond mine in Botswana. We uh, provided uh, thermocycle systems for 6,000 houses there. Okay, so when you do the maths and you are working out 6,000 houses multiplied by, say, um, I think they were around about six, seven kilowatts hours a day to replace electric water heater. Uh, per day over 365 days, and the installations have been there uh, well over 25 years uh, with good servicing. We've, we've actually saved what's on our power station uh, just with the energy savings from uh, the natural sunlight. Jeez, amazing. What do you, what these sort of projects here, we don't hear of these sort of projects in the US, and it's something that the developers should look at um, and just save huge infrastructure costs. Uh, you know, we always talk about what happens on the house, in the house, and the individual. It's not about the hundred houses that the developer built. You know, there's the cost savings. Um, it's, it's a natural way of uh, looking at saving costs. Well, you got my attention when you said going down to the diamond mine. I think I'm going to come down there with you on your next trip. Can <laughs> <laughs> you scare um, diamonds or what? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, there's plenty of diamonds in Botswana. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, uh, that's an example of domestic systems being installed. Um, you know, we have, uh, we've had projects where we've had to provide hot water. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, are you there? Yeah, sure enough, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I've got a little cut, yeah. cut off there. Yeah. Okay, so take another example of a very good uh, hybrid system. Um, a, a large mine has a change house and they have to have uh, 400 men shower in one hour. So they come out of the mine, it's, it's uh, underground, so they come out, uh, put their uh, overalls and their work clothes in the laundry area, go through, have a shower, the showers are limited to five minutes, so they quickly switch, they get five minutes shower at the prescribed temperature, and then they jump on a bus and go to their village. Now you have three shifts of 400 men showering, um, this particular project, we needed uh, solar and a certain amount of roof area, so we, were, we provided around 70% solar contribution in the other. Okay, you have business, um, solar is a solution provider. We don't just move boxes, just product, and uh, 
look away. You'll find a lot of uh, manufacturers uh, in the solar thermal business supply uh, products, but they don't provide solutions. And uh, fortunately for us, uh, we have uh, um, an exceptional team of engineers who have been in the hot water business for a long time. And uh, a lot of them have had experience with electric, gas, and heat pumps. And uh, we are able to uh, analyze the uh, the uh, clients' requirements and the engineers' requirements and then offer a variety of solutions which best suits them, backed up by um, software analysis showing by month exactly how our system would perform. It's, we're talking about domestic and commercial solar. So we'll be able to show the client or the uh, consultant, the engineer, uh, exactly how our system will perform based on um, key parameters being solar radiation levels at the location, uh, the ambient water temperature, uh, the uh, outdoor temperature, and um, we use those parameters just to, to convince the client how our system will work. And, you know, it shows we have a number of projects, and it's not just in Australia, we, 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 we work in challenging markets. There's a lot of work up through Asia. And of course, the largest uh, building and construction industry at the moment, or building sector, is in the Middle East. Um, you know, they've got bigger projects in Saudi Arabia, uh, massive projects in Qatar and uh, UAE. And Solar is very active in those regions. Well, it sounds like you do a lot of traveling. Uh, probably about six months of the year uh, living out of the Wow. Hey, a question for you, and I, I've never asked this to someone, but maybe you can help me out. It would seem to me that car washes would be a perfect application for this. I mean, it, it just seems logical that when you're washing a car with warm or hot water, it would be better. Is that true or not? We control the heat because you don't want uh, the, the, you know you don't have thermostatic mixing valve there, and you'd have a required temperature that you can produce. You, you, as long as you've got storage there, you you can accumulate a lot of energy during the day, um, and then use it uh, through to the evening. Um, just depends on how much hot water you want to use, and we size the system appropriately. Uh, but yeah, car washes um, it's a good way. And everybody who drives through the car wash will also say, well. This hot water here that we use is generated from the natural energy of the sun. And, um, you know, as, as long as people understand that the sun is heating the water, and uh, it's very simple um, physics that, uh, you know, we, we, we can go out there and say, we don't have to produce power to heat water, we can just use the sun directly. Well, maybe what we'll do is uh, talk to some of our friends that have these uh, car washes and see if we can get your product on there we're almost out of time Vaughn. i want to thank you first of all i want to thank you uh for joining flossy of the florida solar energy industry association and being one of our partners in that that's it's really really big uh, obviously as uh, to have you as a member uh, and also thank you very much for coming on today i know it's a little challenging because you're you're out of the country and you're trying to talk on a, a, a <laughs> over a phone but you've done a great job thank you sir uh, Bill, I appreciate uh, inviting me onto the show, and um, I hope that uh, our listeners out there uh, will look at the difference between uh, solar power and solar hot water and make the right decisions and uh, consider um, um, using the um, sun to heat their water for their homes. What's a good website they could go to to see your, your offering? Okay, if you go to uh, www.solarhark, that's S-O-L-A-H-A-R-P, 
www.ghanaspeaks.com. Uh, you'll find all the information you need to on um, the product and specifications of the product. And uh, there'll be sufficient information there to educate everybody on uh, the great prospects of using solar water. Sounds good. And folks, if you're in our area, you can call SolarFit and we'll plug you into the right uh, solution from SolarHeart. Very, very happy to help. Vaughn, you have a wonderful day out there. Appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you me. very much, Paul. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, another few steps, and then I'm uh, back into the uh, InterSolar show uh, in Mexico. Well, let's say hello to all good our luck, friends. Uh, good luck with your visit at RE. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll be able to convince a few people there to look at uh, solar hot water. We will definitely do that for sure. Thank you so much. Folks, we're going to sign off uh, for now. Please uh, follow us out at Kansas Speedway this weekend, and thanks again for your support to the Race to Stop Suicide. We'll talk to you next week. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by SolarFit.